Shalom, Rachan. Welcome once again to Mitzvah of the Week, brought to you by Parasha Study Plus, a division of Tanakh Study. This week's Parasha is Parashat Yitro, and uh, we will be talking about Kiddush of Shabbat, meaning the Kadesh Shabbat, the Mitzvah to sanctify the Sabbath, as well as not to desecrate the Shabbat with performing any melachot or any uh, any work. So let's get started. There's a lot to cover. We go to Sefer HaChinuch, Mitzvah Lamed Aleph. It's Mitzvah 31, Kiddush Shabbat Bidvarim. That a person must sanctify the Shabbat with words, with with devarims, utterances. Let's see how Sefer HaChinuch breaks this down. It says, Ledaver devarim beyom Shabbat beknisato v'chen b'yetziato. A person needs to sanctify the Shabbat in welcoming the Shabbat in and also ushering the Shabbat out. Rambam will clarify what that means in the next slide. That a person needs to understand that and remember the Shabbat, its awesomeness, its level of its its splendor, its uh, how exalted of a day it is in comparison to the days of the week, and to separate it for the good uh, for the days that come before it and the days that come after it. As it says in the Torah, our parasha, parasha titro, the aser, uh, the the Ten Commandments, zechor zechor et yom hashabbat lekadesho, to remember Shabbat and to sanctify it. Kelomar that a person needs to remember it for its holiness and its greatness. When we go to the Rambam in the next slide, Mishneh Torah Shabbat Kaftet Aleph. We see that the Rambam, again, clarifies and puts it in the Lashon that only the Rambam can. Mitvat asemina Torah. It is a positive biblical commandment. Lekadesh et yom hashabbat bidvarim. To sanctify the Shabbat with saying words. Shneemar, as we said, is quote, Zachor et yom hashabbat lekadesh. To remember it. Remember the Shabbat and its holiness and to sanctify it. Kelomar, as if to say, Zochreu zechirat shebach vekidush. Exactly. The Sefer HaHinuch borrowed the words from the Rambam. Vesarich lezochreu beknisato ubi etziato. Person needs to remember Shabbat on the way in and on the way out. How? Welcoming Shabbat in with Kiddush and ushering Shabbat out and escorting Shabbat out with Havdalah. This is very important, Rabotai, as many families uh, do not treat Havdalah with the same respect and fervor as they do Kiddush. And it's very important that we see here from the Rambam, uh, again, Sefer HaChinuch, we're going to see also on another slide, Maran Shulchan Aruch, that it's very important to, to say Havdalah and to take care of Havdalah, and again, to have this ceremony a la course on a cup of wine, uh, to be able to take Shabbat, to usher Shabbat out and to escort it out, just like we escort it in. The Rambam in Mishneh Torah also highlights this in Shabbat Kavtet Vav, that the concept of saying Kiddush on wine specifically and Havdalah on wine, that, however, is from the rabbis, meaning the vehicle of which we are saying Kiddush, uh, the fact that, that, that the, the rabbis, it's Gemara Masechah Pesachim, uh, we see it also Berachot, of, of saying that we must say Kiddush or that the custom was to say Kiddush on wine, that is only rabbinic. The concept of saying Kiddush, whether it's on bread in certain instances where it can be, or saying it in Amidah, which we'll get to in a moment, it, that concept of making sure that you that you are Mekadesh Shabbat and sanctifying it with words is from the Torah. Using the use of wine for both Kiddush and Havdalah is, for, uh, is, is only a rabbinic, rabbinic 
uh, rabbinic uh, halacha. So before we get to uh, this next slide, I just want to touch on what I, I just expand upon what I just said regarding the kiddush of Shabbat bidvarim. The way that we normally say uh, recite the kiddush is actually in our amidah. In when uh, when it comes to Friday night arbit and the the men pray arbit and say hashabbat in the amidah. That is our sanctification of the Shabbat bidvarim with words. The Magen Avraham is at odds with the Taz, also to see the Bach over there, in Siman Resh Ayin Aleph, 271 in Orachayim, with trying to sort out a number of issues with this. Number one, if I'm saying Kiddush in the Amidah, but I'm also saying Kiddush again when I get home, so which one really counts as the Kiddush? The Magen Avraham makes the Chayluk and says, well, Kiddush from the Torah, as we said with Devarim, is in the Amidah, and the Rabbanan is at the house. Uh, that's not muskam. Uh, however, it, it, it is uh, not only a prevalent thought. I'll get to a practical halacha l'maaseh, which we follow the Magen Abraham. However, I want to I want to talk about the concept of it depends on what your kavana is. Mitzvot srichot kavana. Maran Shochan Aruch says explicitly in Siman Samach uh, in Orachaim that mitzvot need intention. Now that concept is that from the rabbis or from the Torah. It's really it's mostly rabbinic, but it all depends. Let's coming back to our issue: which kiddush is my primary kiddush? Comes back to what your kavana is, what your thought process is. Most of us understand and know that even though we're saying arbit in shul or even arbit at home, we understand that our official kiddush is going to be when we say kiddush for the family. So therefore, we're going to say kiddush bidvarim is when we hold the cup. In our minds, we're saying, wait, I know in my mind I have to go home, say Kiddush. I'm saying it for the whole family. They're relying on me. Therefore, that Kiddush becomes the primary Kiddush. If, God forbid, something were to happen and you didn't get there to Kiddush, uh, etc., a person fell, fell ill, but they were at least Mekadesh in the Amidah, then retroactively that can become the Kiddush. However, it goes with your kavana. So every Friday night, mostly the normal, uh, the normal way of operation is we go to shul, we say amidah, but we have in mind that our kiddush is really on the kos, is on the cup. When we do that, we are saying and we're proclaiming to everybody, this is kiddush bedevarim. We are saying the kiddush, reciting the beautiful prose. We're saying sheshet yamim Six days he created the world, and on the seventh day he rested. That's what we're announcing, and we're doing it on a cup of wine. As the Rambam said, that's only the cup of wine is the Rabbanam. But why we're doing that? Because everybody really loves a cup of wine. It, it's mesameach people, and it gets people in the mood to, and, and understands that something great is about to happen, which is ushering in the day. One exception, if I can give you, where we do follow, and Hamadei Yosef brings us down in Hazon Vadya Yamim Noraim, is, for example, let's say Shabbat and Yom Kippur, fall, uh, Kippur falls out on Shabbat. So there's still an obligation. We are Mekadesh HaShabbat Ve'yom HaKippurim. We still have a Kiddush of Shabbat. But there's no wine now. So in our Amidah of, of Kippur night, which is also Friday night, we will have in mind to say, ah, this is me sanctifying the Shabbat Bidvarim. Because now here in my mind, when you say the Amidah, you'll say, this is really my Shabbat. This is really my Kiddush. Uh, and, a person, and it's incumbent upon the rules that it's incumbent upon somebody if Kippur ever falls out on Shabbat, which it does, that in the Amidah on Friday night, that is Kippur, that we have in mind that that is our Kiddush Bidvarim, that we're sanctifying it with our words.
if I could draw your attention now to the slide of Masech Berachot, so as we're talking about mitzvot, and this is what the, the, the purpose of these of our series is, it's about the mitzvah, keeping this mitzvah of Kiddush. So the astute student will ask, Rabbi, do women have to keep the mitzvah of Kiddush? Well, what would be the question? The question would be, it, it seems to be a positive time-based commandment. This is something that, a positive meaning, Mekadesh HaShabbat B'dvarim. You have to say, Zachor at Yom HaShabbat, Mekadeshot. Do something positive. It doesn't say the words law, pen, al, uh, which which would connote a negative commandment. Here it's a positive, but it's a positive commandment that's based on time. It comes every week. It's only at a specific time. Women mitzvot aseh shazman gerama nashim pturot. If it's a positive time-based command, women do not have to follow that mitzvah. We can give some examples. Uh, the most popular examples are, let's say, tefillin, sitzit. Sukkah, tefillin and tzitzit, because they only apply in the day and not the night, so the women don't wear it. Sukkot, Sukkot sit in the sukkah, but it only comes once a year for those seven days, uh, eight days in the diaspora. Um, but again, th- that's the, uh, the, 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 the problem is, is that here it seems to be that in Kiddush, it's the same thing. I have positive commandment to say Kiddush, and it's at a set time. And it's Dvar Torah, according to Torah law. And Abaye comes in and asks, what do you mean? Uh, we knock out one of his reasonings that, that Abaye says no, but maybe it's only rabbinic. Ela, we reject Abaye's approach, and here's Rava, and the slide, Ela Amar Rava, Amar Kera, Zachor Veshamor. The Ten Commandments is written twice in the Torah, once in Parashat Yitro, once in Vayet Hanan. It says, Zachor, when our parasha, Veshamor, later on. Kol sheyeshno b'shmira, yeshno b'shira, but it says it together, there's Zachor and Shamor. Anybody who is included in Shemira, where a person needs to keep the observances of Shabbat, those are the negative commandments of Shabbat. Shamor, keep it safe, meaning don't let anything infiltrate, don't do anything wrong. Zachor, the positive commandments. Make sure that you that you have se'udah shelishit, say kiddush, pray those tefillot, learn Torah, go visit people, uh, uh, make sure to rest on that day. Kol sheyeshno b'shmira, yeshno b'shira. Anybody who is obligated in the negative commandments is also obligated in the positive, and therefore since they are since they are included in the negative commandments, they are included in the positive commandments. We see this black on white in Shohan Aruch and Orachim Siman Ashayin Aleph. The Nashim Hayavot BeKidush Afal Pishu Mitzvat Asesh Asman Gerama. Women must hear Kiddush, even though it is a positive time-based commandment. Because Mishum the Itkish Zachor the Shamor, Zachor and Shamor are intertwined and they are linked together. So anybody who has to keep the Shmira aspect of Shabbat. The negative commandments of Shabbat also have to keep the positive, and that applies to women. We commemorate this in a few ways. Uh, one of the opinions of why we have two candles, we light two candles on Shabbat, is one for Shamor, one for Zachor, one to commemorate the positive commandments that we have to keep on Shabbat, and one the negative. Women light both. And uh, also we say it, uh, you know, very famously in Kabbalah Shabbat, Shamor vezachor b'dibburehad. Shamor and Zachor, our rabbis teach us, were uttered in the same utterance by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to to solidify and to and to signify that they are indeed intertwined, zachor and shamor must be kept uh, together. 
we go back to Sefer HaChinuch, teaching us just the Shoresh of this mitzvah. Why must we sanctify the Shabbat? And Sefer HaChinuch says, Kedesh nitorer mitoch gedulat hayom emunat hidush ha'olam. He says the root of this commandment is that we need to understand and awaken in ourselves from by doing an action, most just a small digression. When we're talking about mitzvot and these commands, we're human beings. We need actions to be able to direct our thoughts and to get us on the right path to actions. We need to, we, when we want to get to higher level actions, we need to start with smaller actions. You can say, come on, what, it's such a big deal. So I just thought that it was Shabbat instead of saying it. No, but you need to say it in order to really impress upon yourself how important Shabbat is and to get to the higher functioning of greater actions of Shabbat. We need to act in order to really impress upon ourselves and to keep our Torah fully. The actions cannot be divorced from thought. Our actions are supremely important. So back to Sefer HaChinuch, it's in order to awaken in ourselves how great the remembrance is of this day and to fix it and put it on our hearts that Hashem created the world. This is one of the, one of the sodot of our religion. Now, as we cross into the next, that, that ends this, this portion of the positive side. But what I want to just say is that the positive side of Shabbat is, I'm not going to say definitely not most important, but I think it's the, it's the important stepping stone. If a person comes to somebody who's not so strong in their Shabbat observance or is trying to teach children, if all you do is lead with, you can't do this on Shabbat, can't do that on Shabbat, no, 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 this is not right, that's not right. And again, there's many more laws about the, the law to us, the, the, the negatives. That person's not going to love Shabbat. We really start with the positives. Always start when you're teaching Shabbat. Always start with teaching the love for Shabbat. Let's just review quick reasonings. Look at how Hashem created the world. Impress upon the people that you're talking to about Shabbat. Look at this great, amazing world. Don't you believe that there's a God? That's what Shabbat is all about. Proclaiming that you believe that there's a God. The great food that we do to just show the oneg of Shabbat, that people, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us and gave us this world and wants us to enjoy the Shabbat, meaning to enjoy the world around us. The commemoration. How Shabbat gives us a chance to do things we can't do all week, all week long. Learn, pray, visit with people, take a step back, shut off our phones, shut off our emails, and just enjoy and take in what's going on. Read a book, play a game with somebody. Uh, be able to, to, to experience really and live and take a breath and take a stop and literally a Shabbat, a pause, and be able to understand just what creation is and how great we are in Am Yisrael. All of these things that I'm mentioning, that's how you start teaching about Shabbat. Then you add, and then you then you you introduce. Okay, and by the way, a great way to understand this is: look, Hashem, He created all the other six days. Today, there's no creating. Let's talk about what creations are. We abstain as a form of commemoration to make sure that we all understand who's in charge. That's where it has to come from. Not that it's a it's a group of old men that sat in a room and said, "Don't do these things on Shabbat." It's ordained from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He told us how to live our lives, how to, when to stop creating. And yes, it's our job to figure out nowadays, as times change, what is considered creating, what is not. And, and where things, where life might have been uh, a little bit simpler, now it's a little bit more complicated. And we, there, there are different contraptions, different machines, different uh, uh, philosophies that people have. But we conform our philosophies to Shabbat, not the other way around. 
So I think that that's an important thing before we now introduce Mitzvah Lamed Bet, which is Lo La'asot Melacha B'Shabbat. Do not create anything on Shabbat. Uh, I don't like the translation of work. It could be a more literal translation, melacha of work. It's more creating something on Shabbat, but we do not work or create on Shabbat. We'll see what that is. <clears throat> In our parasha, Shemot Perekaf, Pesukim Yod and Yod Aleph. Just read these Pesukim because it's very important. Shabbat Lo melacha. Ata, umincha, ubitecha. Seventh day of Shabbat is for Hashem. You don't do any work. Not you, your son, your daughter, your slave, your cattle, your stranger that's within you. Everybody's got to stop. It's a full stop on the seventh day. Again, what's the reason? Again, the pasuk that we take over it for our take it for our kiddush. Hashem created the heaven and the earth in six days, and finally He blessed it on the seventh of Ayana. He rested on the seventh day, and Hashem blessed the Shabbat, and He made it, and He sanctified it. And therefore, we copy and we do the same thing. How do we do that? We mimic HaKadosh Baruch Hu and stop our work. What is this work? What is this type of creating? So it's all connected to the Mishkan, which we'll be talking about in a few weeks where if, for further treatment in Hebrew, and just to develop that, because again, we could do a separate one on the Lamed Temelachot, it's Masechet Shabbat, Perek Zayin Mishnah Bet, that's the Mishnah. And I just wanted to run through, uh, you know, very quickly, the 39 Melachot that's here on, on, the, on, the, on the screen that you can see. Uh, and more, more specifically, uh, t- tell you what categories they're broken up into. First one is field work, no sowing, plowing, reaping. Gathering and binding, threshing, winnowing, selecting, grinding, sifting, kneading, or baking. Those are very popular things. They, they apply to so many of the things that we still do today, from cooking, from let's say a person wants to, uh, you know, uh, a person is, uh, you know, ripping off pieces of skin on their body. It, it, it definitely applies to, uh, to, to here, to, uh, to, to cutting, to, to, to uh, like a person would cut something that's growing from the ground, can't cut something that's growing from your body. These are the comparisons that we make. And again, so many of these melachot uh, that we all that we need to abide by. The next category is making the curtains uh, in the mishkan. So shearing wool, cleaning the, uh, the 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 hides, combing, dyeing, spinning, stretching the threads, making loops, weaving. Uh, these these are all in the looms. If, if anybody has ever seen a loom, separating the threads, tying a knot, untying a knot, uh, uh, right, and uh, and sewing. Let's keep going. Uh, on the next one is making leather curtains, making the actual curtains, trapping, slaughtering, skinning, tanning, smoothing, ruling lines, and cutting, making beams for the mishkan, writing and erasing. Uh, the next category, putting up and taking down of the mishkan, so building and breaking down. And finally, the mishkan's finishing touches, extinguishing a fire, kindling a fire, and striking the final blow, which is known as makebe patish. So you can go back, look at the slides again, just to, just to get a taste of that. Those are the thirty-nine melachot that they're connected to the mishkan, and you could spend months on almost each one of those melachot just to understand the ins and outs. So, you, but when a person makes the commitment to not only keep Shabbat but rededicate themselves to Shabbat, that's what you're doing. You're committing to making sure that you're abstaining from any of the melachot, any of the thirty. Sevid Ahinuch develops this again back to Mitzvah Lamed Bet about not to do Melacha on Shabbat and says, What's this Shoresh? What's this, the root of this commandment? Again, 
very similar, but again, taking it from the negative angle. Again, as we said, this is the thread, the common thread of which all the every fundamental principle of Judaism runs through Shabbat. This is how we we affirm that we are Jewish by keeping Shabbat, by keeping all the laws of Shabbat, by abstaining from the melacha. This is the foundation of Judaism. So we don't do any melachot. Also, here in Sefer Hanukh, bringing a, a, another side of this, if you were able to do all of your work in melacha and 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 type emails and 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 plow a field and and do business, then you would never be able to enjoy the day, and you would never be able to take that breath and place on your heart the emunah of Wow, Hashem made this world for me, and look at how great it is. You would never be able to take a step back. Already, the goyim they've already tried to copy us and 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 say Wow. Wow, you know it's a great thing. Shut off your phone for one day. Wow, Hazaku Baruch. Really great for thank you for teaching that thought to us. We've had it all along. And we need to just understand that we need to we need to connect to it. If a person can understand that that's the reason for abstaining from doing all of these, this work, that's you really accepted the fundamental principle of Shemirat Shabbat, um, Shemirat Shabbat on onto your heart. Uh, before I get to this final slide, which just impresses things upon ourselves, I just want to mention two things. Number one, in Maspik Le'ovdeh Hashem, the Ben Avraham Ben Arambam, the son of the Rambam, he says that what should be our goal on Shabbat? Our goal on Shabbat should be that with every action that we do, it should connect to these two concepts that we've mentioned in Mitzvot Namir Aleph and Namir Bed, which is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. That he is the one that uh, took us out of Egypt. The same God that took us out of the, the same God that created the world took us out of Egypt. Now, why is this point of taking out of Egypt? Why did I wait till now and and make sure and and to introduce it, even though it was on a previous slide? We have to understand that that the biggest problem that we have is nowadays with the advances of science that sometimes people don't understand. We understand this that science and religion can go hand in hand. It enhances religion. Uh, we the, the people have used it as an excuse to say no this can be explained that can be explained and once I can explain it scientifically therefore there must not be a Hashem no Hakadosh Baruch Hu even knew this he said you know what the greatest miracles that I ever performed I need you to know that it's me so that's why we mention Yetziat Mitzrayim at the Shabbat table in the Kiddush and we mention and we say the same God that created the world which is what you're supposed to always be thinking about also took you out of Egypt. And what Rabbeinu Avraham ben Arambam says is that every action that you do on Shabbat should try to connect to that. Thank you for letting me eat this delicious food because you took me out of slavery and I know that Hashem created the world and created it for me. That's a very high level. I know I'm not, I'm not claiming that every time I take a bite of Kibbeh Hamda that that's what I'm thinking about. But I, I try with the Kiddush, with this knowledge, to say that yes, everything I'm about to do, this is what it's for. Sitting and reading with your children, uh, visiting family and friends, getting getting that Shabbat nap in, all of these things is ah, ta'anug, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. That's the level that we have to get to. And uh, just before I introduce this last, uh, actually I'll introduce this slide, it's very important to still understand, we always try to come to Shabbat with love. As I said, a key, key thing, if you want to get people to, to respect Shabbat more and learn more about Shabbat, start with the positive. And uh, there was a beautiful story told, I know, from uh, from Stanley Chira, Alava uh, Shalom, in his beautiful video uh, that was given out uh, to, to the community. We told a story about how Chacham Yaakov Katsin, Alava Shalom, Zechus Sadiq Libracha, brought him along 
to, to be able to get the most out of his Shabbat and, and, and brought him from the level where he, where, where he was to, to a very high level. And that was all through the love. The rabbi knew and he understood how to bring the, the most out of person was through love. Uh, but you know where that love comes from? That love does come from understanding how serious Shabbat is. You need some sort of yir'ah or fear as the basis uh, to, to build that love up to. So you don't have to share that like in Stanley Allah Shalom's story. The rabbi doesn't come out with the fire and the brimstone. But the rabbi knows that what's backing it is that this is very serious. Sefer HaHinuch closes with says, anybody who violates the, the, these melachot, aleha bemezid, meaning on purpose, and there's edim, witnesses, and hatra'a, and warning at that time, they contract the worst punishment that the Torah has to offer, that's sekila, stoning by the betin. We don't have the betin now, HaKadosh Baruch Hu handles everything, and it's not for us to, to ask, or uh, we just believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give sachar va'onish. But again, understand what the Torah says about Shabbat desecration. That Shabbat desecration on the biblical level, on purpose with witnesses and, and warning, is the harshest punishment in the Torah, sekila. So we need to understand that even though, yes, and that's I stand by what I'm saying, that we need to go through Shabbat with love. We need to understand that at its root, it's one of the most serious offenses that a person could do in violation. So we need to treat it with love, treat it with sanctity, and understand to never do any of the melachot on Shabbat. When we read the Ten Commandments this week, let us reaffirm and recommit that <clears throat> reaffirm and recommit to probably one of the most important mitzvot in the entire Torah, what's, what makes us Jewish, and that is Kiddush Shabbat and abstaining from Melacha. Shabbat Shalom and Kol Tuv.